this is your welcoming ceremony into the best worst club. It's the club that none of us want to be a part of, with the best kind of people. We are the one in ten, doing our very best at living with endometriosis. Think of this podcast as your space to be understood, uplifted, and plugged into the thriving endo community. This disease is a beast to live with. It's one that crosses into taboo territory, and the road to management is peppered with obstacles. Tune in weekly to be equipped with research-based information and tangible tools to navigate the medical system as a fierce self-advocate. To be moved by other warriors' raw and real stories while contributing to spreading awareness of our realities and to glean helpful life hacks and coping skills from perspectives of people who truly get it. I'm your host and fellow Indo warrior, Mariah Battaglia, better known as the Indo doula on IG. And while I hate that you're part of the club, I hope you'll stay. Make sure to follow the show so you don't miss any of the latest episodes and upcoming guests. The following episode may contain topics or experiences that could be triggering to some and are of mature nature. Talk of depression, medical trauma, disordered eating, and other sensitive issues may be talked about. Please listen at your own discretion and remember that this podcast is never meant to be taken as medical advice. Please consult your doctor or therapist about any medical or mental health questions you have. Did you know the average time it takes to receive a proper endometriosis diagnosis is 7 to 10 years? But what that statistic doesn't include is the misdiagnoses, the ineffective treatments, and the medical trauma that lives inside that decade-long fight. For many warriors, including myself, I learned about this disease from the Instagram community by stumbling upon hashtags like Spoonie and Chronic Illness Life. The Indo community on Instagram works endlessly to correct misinformation and arm warriors with the proper resources needed to navigate the systemic obstacles in our medical system in society. I found myself reading my story through the words and images and squares of strangers on the internet. I'm talking down to the doctor's responses, almost word for word, the same. Great news, all your test results came back normal. I can put you on the pill, that should help. Your images are clear. Have you tried meditation? I'll never forget the family cookout when my mother-in-law, in pure exasperation, blurted out, She's dying. What are we going to do? And my family sat in the weight of that silence. We truly didn't know what to do. No one sends you a how to figure out what invisible illness you're fighting guide along with the get well soon card, which inevitably stop arriving after the first few weeks of being sick. People can understand catching colds, flus, and viruses, especially in this post-pandemic era we live in. However, when the doctors can't give you a round of antibiotics or answer when you're going to get better, 
it seems people lose all ability to comprehend. After so many specialist visits, possible diagnoses that just got ruled out, and let's try this treatments, I began to wonder what was wrong with me. But not like in the sense of what's that source of this burning, twisting, stabbing pain, what's wrong with me, but like in the sense of what is inherently broken internally with me that's preventing me from getting better, or at least the answers as to what's really going on. I'm blessed to say that I have a few people in my life, including my husband, that have trekked this mountain to getting diagnosed with me. But no matter how hard they try or how sincerely they wanted to, they couldn't fully understand what I was going through. How it felt like I was standing in Times Square, engulfed in flames and screeching for help while millions of people walked by without even looking up. How it felt like I was trying to hold on to the grains of sand that contained the minutes left in my life as they slipped through the cracks between my fingers faster than they should. But the strangers on the internet, the ones that wrote my story before I ever could, they understood because they also lived it. They started answering questions that the doctors I waited months to see couldn't or wouldn't entertain because I was too young to be this sick. Sometimes it catches in my throat. The reality of how the trajectory of my treatment changed so much for the better because some stranger decided to slide into my DMs. What if that message hadn't arrived for a few more years? What other trauma would I have endured? Honestly, there were times that were so, so, so dark. I shudder to think of what could have happened. From learning the correct definition of endometriosis to how it presents and the questions to ask my doctor, it was all because of this community. I learned the difference between excision and ablation because of the bravery of other warriors sharing the mistreatment they've experienced. Mark my words, when the day comes that the burn is finally banned, it will be in large part of the efforts made by the Indo community. And in case you aren't sure what I'm talking about, I'll explain the short version. So there is a gold standard of care in the United States medical system which is an evidence-based standard or benchmark that has been deemed as the best available. So the gold standard of care for endometriosis is excision surgery performed by an endospecialist. However, this is not the standard of care that is offered to patients inside the doctor's offices. There are many cases in which the differences of these surgeries aren't explained or even said to be the same, and warriors are left in worse conditions than before. You can imagine this, the two surgeries like this. Ablation is like going in with a torch and incinerating everything on the surface while leaving behind the buried roots and less obvious presentations of endolesions. It would be like getting ready to plant your fall garden by simply cutting back the top part of your summer plants and hoping for the best. 
excision surgery, on the other hand, is like going in with a shovel and digging up the sprouts at its roots. While this not only provides the best chance at remission, it can also help with pain relief and increasing infertility, although those aren't guarantees. It's important to understand that there is no cure for endometriosis, and while excision is the best current option, it is not without its own obstacles. I'm nearly three years post-op, and while I do have coexisting conditions that cause pain too, I still live with daily endo symptoms. Does that mean my surgery wasn't a success? Not at all. And in fact, I plan on going back to my first surgeon for my second surgery and eventually for a hysterectomy to treat my adenomyosis. Side note, if anyone tells you a hysterectomy will cure or help your endo symptoms, throw a red flag down because this certainly isn't true. But that's a topic for another episode. Excision surgery is also wildly costly and not easily accessible. Not just any surgeon should be performing endo-excisions. Because it is such a complex and complicated disease, the surgeries take a high level of skill by a surgeon that specializes, meaning they only work on endo-warriors in endo-excision surgeries. Take it from one of the best in the world. Dr. Sinerva was quoted on the Center for Endometriosis Care's website saying, Most gynecologists say they treat endo, but how do you know they perform excision? Very few can do both obiatrics and be an excision surgeon. I operate four to five days a week and could not deliver a baby if I tried. Too busy. It was because of the things I've read from other warriors that I knew what to say when that one gynecologist I saw offered to schedule me for an ablation surgery. And that is the importance of this community. I often say that my Instagram is my lifeline, and I truly mean that. Before I go on to explain how to tap into this incredible space and how to navigate the webs of misinformation, I want to take a moment to honor the work that the endo community has done and continues to do. I've been diagnosed for almost three years now, and just in that time, the awareness has grown tremendously. There are now brand campaigns, political movements, and local policies that have been spearheaded by warriors to progress the treatment and understanding of this complex disease. Functioning in any way with endometriosis is a feat in itself. Taking on systems and powers to be to fight for better care for all of us is awe-inspiring. And it's something that I hope this podcast and the Best Worst Club can also contribute to. So I hope I've made it clear how appreciative I am of this community and the importance of tapping into it. I believe the isolation and loneliness this disease can inflict can be one of the most dangerous aspects. Please don't try to fight it alone. You deserve to have someone come alongside you and say, I get it. Okay, so by now I'm sure you're ready to tap in. Here are a few tips to make your way into the online community. First and foremost, 
make sure you're following the podcast at Best Worst Club and my personal account at Indodula on Instagram. Once you're in the app, you can use the discovery page to search hashtags like Indowarrior, this is endometriosis, and Indobelly are a few good ones to start with. Then make sure to follow some of the pillars in our community. Accounts like the Center for Endometriosis Care, Indo Girls Blog, Indo Black, and South Asian Survivor are all really great ones to start with. If you're in the UK or Australia, check out the Fanny Diaries and the Indo Space. I'll make sure to add these handles in the show notes so that you can check the spelling and make sure you get it right when you copy it over into the app. Then the next step, make sure you join our private support chat. This is on my personal account, so over at Indodula. This is a space where you can ask questions, you can vent, and just be with people who get what you're There are plenty of outdated beliefs and treatments surrounding endometriosis. It's important to be aware of the amount of misinformation that exists around this disease, both in social media and online. My personal favorite resources to fact-check endo-info against is the Center for Endometriosis Care's website. They are a medical leader in endometriosis and pack their website with literally everything an endo-warrior needs to know. They also have a great and active social media team that can help point you in the right direction of the information you're looking for. I also want to encourage you to use your own account. Share your story and raise awareness in a way that feels authentic to you. I know I'm always blown away by the impact and support I receive when I share a glimpse into my own journey. Representation makes such a positive impact on many levels, both personally and in our society. So don't ever downplay the difference your post could make. And if you want some encouragement, feel free to tag me in your post. I'll be sure to read it with an open heart and ability to hold space for you. Until next week, Endo Warrior, may the spoons be ever in your favor. Thank you for tuning in to the Best Worst Club podcast. If you could do us the biggest favor and help us reach more Indo Warriors, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening. And take a selfie of you listening or a screenshot and share it on Instagram. I hope you'll join us next week, Indo Warrior.